0: Previously on A New Winter. Shoot him in five seconds, or I'll shoot you. It really is that simple. Five, four, three, two, one. This is episode 16 of A New Winter. "'Okay, don't shoot him,' I said. "'I just need a minute. Just... <laughs> "'Fuck!' I shouted. "'Mr Toody shot Nikolai in the side of the head. "'My legs started to shake and I had to sit down. "'I stared at Nikolai in front of me, "'his head hanging loose to one side, "'but the chair keeping him upright, "'as if still aching to be free of those ropes. "'I thought you said no more murder?' "'I said to Mr Toody, who was as calm as anything, "'as he put away his gun. "'Ah!' He said Nikolai is not like the German Henry, he had friends, family A business to run back in Germany But Nikolai, here, he's scum He cares about nothing but money He lived a lonely, violent life Much like his death Now, I'm about to leave And I suggest you do as well I mean, I could give you a lift back to your parents He held out a hand to me I couldn't take my eyes off Nikolai But something inside me said to join him that I might learn something more but I knew it was dangerous I didn't want to end up like I was last time and as if reading my thoughts Mr Tooley tried to calm my fears you don't need to worry I see that you're special and we need each other you and I more than you think it was strange people say that the devil speaks only lies but when one is so powerful it seems to surpass any sense of distrust in fact, I would trust an evil man in his evil ways than I would a stranger. Better the devil you know, I guess. I took his hand and stood up. We walked out, silently, past the huge black man outside the door and past the madame who was clearly trying to look calm and then downstairs through the now-empty club and downstairs where a black, expensive-looking car was now waiting. Get in, Mr Tooley said and opened the door for me. He followed behind in the back seat. Now, just tell my driver where to go. And then I suddenly thought, well, hold on, no, then you'll know where I live. I don't want that. (laughs) Mr. Tudy laughed, scratched his face. You think I won't be able to find that out in a heartbeat? I guess he was right, so I just told the driver where I lived and we were off. Now that you've calmed yourself, Mr. Tootie began, tell me truthfully, did you kill the German? No, I said, look, I swear it. Hmm, he began. Then someone else, perhaps. This is... not encouraging. Mr. Tooley asked. I just want to know, where's Jackie? Jackie, he said. You mean Jackie Fair? Yes, yes, she's missing. I, I need to find her. Hmm, you would be wasting your time there, he said. She's alive and well, but I can't tell you where she is, sorry, or how to find her. I mean, where would be the fun in that if I was to tell you where she is in the first place? His riddles were now annoying me, to say the very least. And what about Kate Stockwell? I asked. Was that you too? Mr Tootie's mood suddenly turned sour, and his grin collapsed. He looked out the window. The Stockwells weren't us, he started. In fact, many of us, our group, I guess you could call it, think it might be something quite different. Something that... Well, something I wouldn't even dare think about. Let's just say it. it's the woods that surround it, more than anyone else. The woods, what do you mean? Just... just some of those woods, like... Look, you couldn't pay me the world to go back in there again. Again? I asked. I could see something in him had changed. His guard was down. He was remembering something. And then, we're here, the driver said. And sure enough, I looked out the window to see the front of my house. Mr. Tooley stared out the opposite window. I know I don't need to say this, he said, but this remains our secret. OK? Yeah, I said. I seem to be collecting those. And I'm quite out of the car the snow was falling, harder now, thicker and I could feel tiny flakes melting on my face making it freeze in the elements as I walked in and into my room the reality of my situation dawned on me I'd just seen a man get murdered right in front of me and worse than that i just got a lift from the murderer himself what the hell was I turning into? my stomach began cramping up and I was sweating now I went to lie down with the pain. And as I lay there, in that fetal position, holding my stomach in a vain attempt to help the pain, I started to think of the next steps. I focused on them. I wondered, perhaps I should check out the woods behind the Stockwell farm. It intrigued me what Mr. Tooley had seen there. I woke up the next morning, pain-free, and went downstairs to see if I could see my mum before I left, but... Nothing. So I just had some breakfast and left. Getting to the stock wheels, well, it was tough. It was a case of getting a bus, a train and a taxi. It really was quite isolated. The snow was also causing problems. It started to get thicker during the night and there's a good couple of inches on the ground now. The roads were becoming dangerous and it was lucky that the trains were running at all. I got the taxi driver to drop me off half a mile away at the nearest village. I guessed it wouldn't look too good getting it straight to the murder scene. And as I was walking up to the Stockwells, I began to feel nervous. They never found the murderer's tracks, leaving the scene as if he'd never left. And in my head, he was perhaps still there. And going alone, maybe this was a bad idea. But it was too late now. I approached the gate and went into the Stockwell farm. And there I saw the barn. The barn they'd been murdered in, one by one. What had led them in there? And why had they gone in so willingly? I saw the house, the same house that I used to call in to see Kate. Their overstocked kitchen, overworked mum. I just remembered it being such a happy place. But now... What was it now? Nothing. They're dead, all of them. I ventured into the barn and saw where they were found. The reports said they'd been stacked on top of one another in the middle of that very room. Otherwise, it was fairly empty here, just hay. I guessed most of everything else had been taken in as evidence. I also wondered where all the religious iconography stuff had gone. I mean, Kate's father had been religious to a fault, And even though he was a tough man, he was fair. But there didn't seem to be any of it around. I looked behind me to the woods and they stood there like a wall of nature hiding its secrets in its cloaked darkness looking into the barn as if watching everything, the house, the barn itself and me I felt like it was almost calling to me the white snow separating us like a a purging of sins I went back outside the barn and looked at the house I walked in and shouted, hello, is anyone here? Which is asking for trouble, I guess, but there was just silence. But it was more silent than silence. The snow seemed to absorb all noise like a sponge, leaving a world of unwanted sounds. As I walked from room to room, I noticed all the little things that I remembered about the stock wheels, but it was different. It felt just different. I saw their family portrait up on the wall. Everyone happy, smiling, feigning that fleeting moment of happiness that they always seem to want to capture in photos. There was other small paintings of people, farmers, I guess, toiling the fields. Some a bit more unnerving than others. I mean, it was strange. It was strange I was back here at the Stockwell's place. Just completely empty. I kept walking around, but I just couldn't bring myself to go into Kate's room. It was just too much. So I walked back downstairs and out the door. And then I saw something that filled me with absolute fear. Something I hadn't even noticed when I entered the house. There was a set of single footprints leading from the front door... Directly to the forest. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. Thank you for listening to A New Winter.